Hey, what's good, everybody? My name is Innocentia Nuklego Nuklego. Welcome to yet another edition of Solis Talk Sports. We're talking all things football, but mainly here we focus on the Premier League. And again, I am not alone. I am joined by two of my fellow football supporters, Hwasim Puti and Tando Matendra. We're talking all things football with the return of the EPL this week after the international break. We saw some of the best fixtures of the season as yet. Hey guys, what's good? Someone. Hello. Hey guys, good? Ben. We've never done this before, so I'm super excited. The three of us in actually one sitting. Finally. Finally. We've been trying to put it together. But finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah, and disclaimer. Two Manchester City supporters and a Liverpool supporter. So yeah, he's walking alone today. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely walking oh, alone how today. Long have you been to use that one? <laughs> how long have you been waiting? It's been a while. It's been what? a minute. <laughs> so yeah, we promise not to attack him, but a, a lot of smack and you banter. Me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a lot of smack and banter were actually happening behind the scenes. But yeah, hopefully not too much on this recording. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So the return of the Premier League saw some of the best fixtures. Uh, this past weekend, we were talking about some of the best ones that were actually happening this past weekend. Uh, we saw uh, the match against Chelsea, the number one leading um, in the table position, uh, Chelsea and Brentford. And we saw the disappointing results with Manchester United and Leicester City. Your... How is it disappointing? Good it's disappointing for them because, again, they have the best squad in the league. No, they don't. They do. There we go, man. And fight each other. No, <laughs> no in terms of players, the they have the... Okay, really let's say don't. they have the best... Uh, one of the best. Let's say it's one of the best. Maybe top three, but not the best. Are you saying... Okay. City has a better squad. Yeah. Chelsea has a better squad. Mm-hmm. Liverpool has a better squad. Then it's them. All right, so do, uh, was the... The result against Leicester, not surprising then? Nah, it wasn't. In the context of how they, they lost, what, five matches have gone, it, was, it was, wasn't surprising. It wasn't. But it should but have been the, an yeah. easy one against Leicester City, I mean. Yeah, because Leicester's been in horrible form the exactly. whole season. Exactly, And they were playing away and they've been telling us about their unbeaten away record, 29 games. Yeah, and it's broken. And then I've stepped out Vardy. Vardy, Hudson Daka, our Zambian brother. And Tillemans. Tillemans had a good game. Yeah. Pogba had nothing on him. Sure. So what's the way? Because now fans were actually like screaming, Ole, we need to suck you. Ole out. Ole out. They were singing. Yeah, they were, they were chanting. No. They want him out. He doesn't know what he's doing, Ole. He doesn't. It's just a group of players there, individual performances. He doesn't know what he's doing, the Ole. So he needs to go. Go back to a mid-table team. Mm. Yeah, in the context of a Manchester United fan, he needs to go. But as their rivals, we don't want him to go. Yeah, let's stay. Enjoy watching. <laughs> let's stay. You we can what? go after like the 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 Manchester derby. No, 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 no. I'm Manchester <laughs> derby. Yeah. We can use him. Him like. Yes, since we're playing them next week as Liverpool, so yeah, yeah, we can go after you guys. We don't mind. Yeah, and we're playing the Manchester derby on the sixth of November, so it's going to be. So it's in like two, two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, time. two weeks now. Oh, Two weeks, fun. yeah. But Come again, yeah. But again, uh, la- on I'm our sorry. last podcast, we were talking about like the friendship element that Ole has with his players, and now with CR7 like in the whole mix, 
do you feel like there's like two opinions going on in that camp? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You see, egos are going to clash now. Yeah. I mean, look at self seven. Yes, how many goals in his career? How many goals does Ole have? Why is Ole going to teach self seven? Why is Ole going to teach self seven? Nothing. That's true. Self seven is basically I can do anything type of player there. Because Ole, he's not going to control him. What is Ole going to do? If Ole fights with him, the fans are going to fight with Ole. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the burden of having a CR7 in your team, that mm. you literally have to do everything around him. You can't put him in a box. He tells you where he wants to sit, whether it's inside the box or on top of it or on the side, or if there's a box at all. So Ole cannot handle such big egos, especially having a Pogba, a Bruno, and a Ronaldo there. Because mm-hmm. he's still struggling to even find his midfield mix. He still can't. He still doesn't know what to do with his midfield. Yeah. So how is he gonna go forward with the whole team? It's okay. Then now, what does he do? Okay, fine. He wants to get set. But my my main issue is that ne, um, the last uh, fixture um, they played, I think it was against, was it West Ham? No, no, no. Everton. Everton. No, Everton. Uh, when they actually they lost that one. Or was it a true? It was a draw. And then Sir Alex Ferguson um, talks about what I would do as a manager if I was in that position or is that. So now you have different narratives. Well, like the one of the greats, like um, the club greats, Sir Alex Ferguson is actually against what you're doing in the team. So now supporters are actually supporting their narrative, saying like, "We want you out." We actually cannot use you. I don't know nothing about these things that are happening at United. We so Alex like spoke out as well. Yeah, so Alex spoke out. He's like against that Everton, because um, CF7 was on the bench. Yeah. He came out second half. He's like, then why would you put one of your best players on the bench against a very good um, Everton? Because Everton, prior to that match, were actually playing very well. In their, in their past fixtures. Yeah, they so were, they were playing very well. And now he's coming in the second half. The damage has already been done. How you guys come back from that? And it happened again in that past, um, in that Leicester match. So again, we were saying before, like CR7 came back to the EPL, we were like, fine, he's not like a spring chicken anymore. He's not going to mm. be able to play each and every single game. So now what does Oli do? I think last time I did a podcast with you, I told him he has to leave. He can't mm. do anything. He's not capable of doing anything. Yeah. So then what, what type of manager do you put in? What, who do you bring into the squad? But before you, before you carry on, you cannot rotate your team against a team like Everton. You cannot. Yeah. If they were playing a Burnley, yes, maybe. If they were playing, uh, let's see, which team is in the relegation zone? It's Newcastle. Those yeah. teams. Those are the teams you rotate against. You mm. cannot rotate against Everton. Fuck Benitez on top of that. Because mm. we all know he's very good defensively. So you're sure. going to need a person that knows how to score the goal to play. But I think for me, he, he, he tried to predict everything. Because I, I, I think we spoke about this yesterday. Yeah, we spoke. Then he was resting Ronaldo for the international break. Why are you resting your player for an international break? Mm. You should have played him and then hoped that uh, uh, Portugal would rest him. Yeah. And then, then he could be back for the other games. But he rested him thinking about the international break, which was not a good idea, playing against Everton. True. And now, okay, so what does the management in Manchester United do? Do they wait until early next year? Or do they do the, do they sack him immediately and just restore some of the damage done? Oh, for the, what would be good for them would be to sack him, but yeah. we know they won't do that. Yeah. But what we would advise them in would be to sack Ole. Mm-hmm. 
And then the question is, who do you get in his place? Exactly. Right in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And now, because like the next couple of fixtures are very tough. You see them facing Liverpool. Um, definitely title contenders this season. And then you see them again going to Spurs. Um, to Spurs, and then they go to. Um, we have the Manchester uh, derby, which will be held at the Theatre of Dreams. And then they play Watford then Chelsea so and Arsenal so the next couple of fixtures are very tough and you have Champions League in between yeah that's yeah. another game this week tomorrow Wednesday so it's 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 rough there hey, but knowing Ole he always finds a way to save his job eh because I, I honestly think they're going to beat Atalanta they might even get a draw with us as well on, on Saturday or mm-hmm. Sunday he always finds a way to get out of his predicaments he finds himself in but maybe this time it will be a bridge too far. Yeah. But against big teams, he performs well because why? He has a callous approach to the big team. Mm. Park the bus, sit back, defend, counter. You see, he's a coward of a coach. Yeah. So obviously, these next big fixtures, he might steal a draw or a win here and there. Yeah. But against the smaller teams, that's when you see the real menu. Mm. But I think also the season is going to be harder for him to do that because now he's forced to play Bruno and Pogba, which means one holding midfielder. CR7 is a lazy player as well, so mm. he's not going to help out defensively. He's laid back, yeah. Central's lazy as well. Central's lazy. Dan James is gone. He was a very hard work. He played very well in the big games. Rashford just came back from injury. Greenwood yeah. is also lazy in yeah. terms of going back. So I think he's going to struggle to get away from uh, with, with, with wins in the big games this season because of the plays he's got on the field. Mm and their lack of commitment to defending. Yeah, but one of the things we talked about in the prior um, episodes, we were like, he has uh, good players, but don't know how to use them well. Mm. In terms of how do I mash Greenwood and Rashford together, my midfield, my defence. And now, with Harry Maguire missing, is Harry even a key to United? I think they're better off that. <laughs> <laughs> and then now... Let's predict. Do we see them winning against Liverpool? No ways. Mm. Not a chance. And they might just get to win against the Spurs. Yeah. They just might. Maybe even yeah, a Spurs is erratic, so they might beat, they might beat Spurs. Yeah. And then the, the Manchester derby, that's, that's always... That's a for City. But then one thing about the derby is they're unpredictable. Yeah. We're fooled, so don't know what the this season, we unpredict, unpredictable. This season, we're going to predict straight wins for, <laughs> for, for, for City. Yeah. The league double, actually. True. But let's talk about Dr. Marcus Rashford. He was Dr. back. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Marcus Rashford. Yeah. He was back and coming back with the goal. Yeah, that's the one player I didn't want to see back just before our game on, on the weekend. And yeah. he looks to be back to full or close to full fitness. But mm-hmm. I think might not be full fitness, but match sharpness is definitely there. Yeah. He saw with the goal and that's always a good way to come back to a team after injuries coming back with the goal mm. and a vital goal that is even though they didn't win the game but that goal brought them back into the game yeah. and that's always going to lift confidence but what a pass from Lindelof did you see the pass on his foot straight into the oh, yeah I saw, I saw it I saw it I saw it what a pass eh. okay. that was beautiful <laughs> let's move on to the Watford and Liverpool fixture now we're talking alright you heard him. The Liverpool stage, guys. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to start with that fixture. <laughs> what happened Be- there? I didn't see that game. It was You were there when the football came in. He was watching on his phone, guys. It was it, it was a great game. It was a great game. 
definitely Liverpool this season title contenders. Uh, somebody was saying it was because of the Virgil van Dijk uh, effect, him being back on the squad. Hwasi, is that true? It is true. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but it's true. <laughs> you, know, you know, when your best players come back into the team, yeah. it lifts confidence. Mm. It sends shockwaves through the whole team. Yeah. Everyone feels better. The the midfielders and attackers they feel safer. That the expected defenders at the back now, mm. people to protect them. They have more identity. They have more confidence. There's also another dimension because VVD is good with his long balls. Yeah. Mm. So there's a new dimension now to the attack as well. Definitely, but you saw how like Liverpool dominated that game. I mean, in terms of shots on goal, like the shots on target and possession. It was 82%, 77%. 77% position. Well, first of all, 82%. And they just, they went like, they came in dominating. I mean, that uh, Sadio Mane opening goal, it was brilliant. And then Salah, obviously, scoring. When does he not score in a fixture? And then you saw that Bobby um, comeback, that hat trick. Brilliant from him. Yeah, I'm very happy for for, for, for Firmino because he hadn't been having. Great, I, I can even say a great two years, honestly, because he started dropping off even before last season. Yeah, and with Jota in the team, he, he, he he's only played a few games. He got into a point where he couldn't even score the simplest of goals mm. all of a sudden. But now, this season, it looks like he's scoring more goals because the whole front three is performing now. Bobby's scoring. Uh, now it's it's Jota uh, now going to put over a goal drought. Yeah, and that's always good to have great backup because now it's getting to a point where we still don't can't really say okay now who's our best uh, uh striker is it Trotto or is it Bobby yeah and with Bobby scoring the goals he's scoring now at, at this uh rate it's only good for Liverpool I just hope that he can carry on this form and I hope just hope that uh Trotto can also keep challenging him I prefer Bobby over Jota. I know Jota scores more goals, but I prefer Bobby over Jota because I think Bobby gives Mane and Salah more freedom going forward, whereas Jota, he joins them, mm-hmm. you see. So Bobby, he drops, links, collects, he, and when he does that, Salah can run in behind, Mane can run in behind, you know. Mm-hmm. Other players around him can also link up with him. You can hold the ball better yeah. with Bobby. He's good in the mm-hmm. air as well. You see, so I prefer, in terms of link up play, I prefer Bobby over Jota. Mm-hmm. The goals would come with Mane and Salah. Yeah. Maybe even one or two of the midfielders. That's why I prefer Bobby. But yeah, Trotter's a good player as well. He shocked me when he came. Because he's scoring headers now. He's scoring mm-hmm. both feet. Yeah. He shocked me when he came to Anfield. Definitely. Let's talk about that Sadio Mane goal, uh, marking his 100th goal in the EPL. Just again, um, cementing uh, himself as being back this season in terms of his performance overall. Yeah, I know. Especially with the season he had last, you mm. know. So even he himself admitted that he does not know who he is this season. Yeah, he doesn't know where his performances are coming from. But now he's definitely back. He's got the confidence to take defenders on one on one. He's confident enough to take first time shots, and they're going and they're nestling into the back of the net. And he's now, uh, I think, third place in terms of African goal scorers yeah, in the Premier League. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's kudos to him because he's worked really, really, really hard. He's always done well when ever since he joined Liverpool. From mm. the very first season, he became the talisman. It was harder for him when Salah then came into the picture because then he had to take over a bit of a backstep when you realize that Salah was going to score that many goals. Yeah. 
But now I think the relationship with Salah as well has improved over the last few seasons after the, you know, what can we call them? Uh, occasions or awkward moments. Let's mm. call them awkward moments. But now I can see that, that uh, they've got some sort of a telepathy now. And speaking of uh, Firmino, I think it's that what we're talking about because with the pass from, from Salah, Salah was deep, Firmino had dropped, and as he dropped, the defender tried to follow Firmino. Yeah. And then, then Mane came in with his diagonal run, perfect ball into, in, into Mane, scored his 100th goal, everyone is happy, and yeah, front three is back. And definitely Mane is back this season as well. Yes. But again, uh, Watford were coming into this fixture with the new manager, Claudio Ranieri. We know him, uh, famous mm. for what he did with Leicester City. Uh, I mean, like, like there's always that atmosphere of excitement when there's like a change in management and you get fans and supporters and like, finally, we, we are about to go in the right direction. But that Watford game against Liverpool, you are not going to get a result in your favour if you're a Watford supporter. Yeah, true. Liverpool is just on fire right now. Yeah. The only team that can stop Liverpool is City, and they do with yeah. City. <laughs> yeah. So no one else can it's stop. It's City, Valley. There's no one else. Yeah. City. You heard that, guys? You heard it here first. It's City. <laughs> but there were a couple of changes with the Liverpool um, starting eleven. I mean, you guys always get uh, uh, James Miller in when you need like that results or that somebody to hold um, a striker and you saw James Milner ex- actually assisting that Bobby from uh, Firmino first goal brilliant from him yeah I think this game uh, with, with the midfield I also think Klopp also realised that when he's got like a Keita and an Ox playing together or a Keita and a, a Jones the balance isn't quite there so you need number one the holding midfielder and then uh, a pop-up box-to-box midfielder that's going to fight in there, which is Milner. And then you can have a more creative uh, midfielder as the third man. And Milner got in there and he did the job. He did the job. We all know Milner. He's always full of running, full of energy. He's a leader as well. And he played very well. Whether he's playing at right back or in the midfield, he always makes sure that he leaves his best on the field. And yeah. no nonsense player. One thing though, Klopp's getting right this season is his rotating and winning. In the past, he would rotate and not really win, but yeah. draw or lose. This season, he's rotating mm. and winning. Yeah. Remember the AC Milan game when he rotated a few of his defenders? shocked. And he still won, shockingly. He yeah. still won, you see. That's one thing that Klopp has gotten right this season. And that's what's scaring me this season. Yeah. That Klopp can rotate and still win, yeah. like City. Because City is the only team that could do that. Mm, it's only team. Now it's Liverpool too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but let's talk about, well, we said they are title contenders definitely this season. What can be done to be for, um, to stop Liverpool this season? Nothing. Nothing. Because they're still, they're, still unbeat- mm. they're still unbeaten. Oh, yeah, they're still unbeeten. They're Imagine. still unbeaten. In October. Ah. I think they just have to pay for injuries, guys. Especially, or rather, because there's going to be a point in January where we're going to lose Keita, Mane and Salah for two weeks. For I think, yeah, to Afcon. Luckily for us, uh, Afcon is also during that two-week Premier League break. So instead of losing them for the whole month, it's only going to be two weeks, so we lose them. Yeah. So you guys have to pray and hope that something bad happens. The wheels come off during those two weeks. Because other than that, I don't see anyone stopping us. Yeah, because now you're seeing like some of the fixtures they'll be facing in the next couple of six weeks easy ones in terms of the type of play they've been playing the type of momentum they're on easy fixtures I mean uh, Brighton West Ham Arsenal uh, Southampton those are um, Everton those are middle order teams yeah as 
Some unpredictable teams though there as well. Brighton but... unpredictable. West Ham might be tricky and Everton too might be tricky. Yeah. Those three might be a bit of a problem to Liverpool. But in terms of how we're playing now, I don't see a problem. Mm. It's just hoping that we don't get any more injuries. Yeah. Like we did last season as well as even now because we've got a few players that were out. Thiago's still out. Elliot is injured. Jones just came back. Trent was injured. He just also just came back as well. So she's just hoping that the players stay fit. Mm-hmm. And the Champions League doesn't tire us too much because we've also got a, uh, quite a difficult group, you can say. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to the City and uh, Burnley fixture. City coming away with the win there. I mean, they played home, uh, winning against uh, Burnley that won. Kevin De Bruyne scoring. And the man that is on form and on fire, Bernardo Silva this season. Hossi. Oh, tell this man. This is, this is all you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all you. How is that mixture for you? Yeah. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I am not impressed with the way they play on Saturday. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with KGB, but he is not clicking. Mm. I don't know whether it's fitness or whether he's getting older or what, but KGB is just not playing the KGB way. Luckily for us, we have Silver and Foden. Yeah. And who else was playing well over the weekend? We have Silver, we have Foden. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Everyone else was just underperforming. Cantelo was just uh, he was under par. Yeah. Mares is getting bad now. Sterling was sterling. Sterling was sterling. <laughs> what, what do you mean Sterling wants yeah. to leave, though. Sterling I feel like Sterling is, is playing with his emotions lately. It's fine. You're Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres can uh, take up number nine. Sterling can leave. I'm happy with Sterling's contributions to City. I'm very thankful. I'm grateful. But you can leave now. I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time. It's football for you guys. Well, I think it's time. We were lucky over the weekend because the silver um, goal came from uh, a, a, a save, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, KGB's goal, he came from, he has a bit of a mess in the yeah. box. And the prisoners took the shots. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we created clear chances in that game. Uh, we tried to cross a lot, but uh, Foden was in the box, Sterling was in the box. Yeah. It was also weird. They're not going to hit you guys cross a lot. That's when you know that City's not playing well or they're having a difficult game. Even crossing, a lot, crossing. Even crossing a lot this season, especially Gabriel. That's why he has five assists, I think. Mm. We've been crossing a lot this season. It's just that Ferran Torres, he, he's the one who takes the leap high in the air. Yeah. can also used to hurt her a few. The brain cannot hurt her. I don't know why he's tall. I don't know why he doesn't try to hit her, but he cannot hit her. Yeah. So, yeah, but we need to start playing with higher intensity, higher tempo. So, was that element of that nine or six that we've been talking about a factor again, this fixture against Burnley? Rodri was out of position so many times. There were a few chances where uh, Burnley could have yeah. scored because Rodri was out of position so many times. Mm-hmm. I am not convinced with Rodri still. And with regards to a nine, right, there's a specific way you have to play mm-hmm. when you're going to play a winger at nine. Sterling, right, is not a nine. Sterling is not a nine. I'd rather have Foden drop. He plays number nine because he always drops when he yeah. plays number nine. Sterling wants to play off the shoulder. Mm. Right? And when you want to play off the shoulder, you're not going to be present all the time. You're going to come missing in the game. Mm. You have to variate the bit. You have to change the bit. You have to drop. You have to run off the shoulder, you know. Yeah. You have to come collect, hold the ball. Do a few things. 
Don't be one-dimensional. Mm. And I think that's what Sterling is struggling at number nine. Because it's too one-dimensional. Yeah. And then, uh, Red Maris. What happens to Red Maris? He's doing nothing this season. Nothing at all. I think it's because he's getting too predictable now. Get the ball. He wants to cut in. Step mm. over. Shoot. He's doing the predictable stuff. Yeah. That's why I prefer and the defender players. can actually... They double team him because they know what he's gonna do. So yeah. they double team him now. But Gabriel when he gets the ball, he wants to cross. Yeah. He wants to do something with the ball. He wants to assist. He wants to help the team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I prefer Gabriel at winger and Marcus on the bench. I think Pep at the end of the season has to sell a few players. Yeah. A few Maybe players so. have to leave. Definitely. I I feel like um you need an overhaul. Raheem needs to go. He's we are good. We're and, still yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go. Uh, I was talking with my cousin, and we were talking about Manchester City overall this season, and him not saying that that they are title contenders this season. Like with the performance of Burnley and like the rest of them in the upcoming ones, do you feel um, do you feel like they still have a chance or something? Definitely, definitely. As long as City can keep a clean sheet or can keep a good defense. We have a chance. Yeah. Because the goals will come somehow. Whether it be in a dirty manner or us just fighting to have to struggle or hustle mm-hmm. a goal. We will get a goal somehow. Don't forget, ever since Tavi Silva left and Leroy Sane, we and Aguero too. Mm. We've been struggling to gain a few goals. I know mm-hmm. we've been scoring the five knots and but then in, in a long run, we've been struggling to score a few goals yeah. now. Because Sane came the element of surprise. David Silva came with that thing of I can open up the defense with just one pass. Exactly. Mm. You see, and you missed that. Aguero was clinical. Yeah. We all knew that. Aguero will not miss. If he does miss, that, that, that's a freak shot right yeah. there. We will not happen. But yeah, we missed that. Yeah. And I don't think Pep has solved that problem. He hasn't. Because you look at the chances we create, right? We create fewer chances now, mm-hmm. and we don't even take those chance, um, those few chances that we create. Mm-hmm. So we make things even more difficult for ourselves now, because we don't even have a a clear striker. It's either Ferran Torres or Sterling or Foden, and they are not that clinical. Out of those three, Foden is probably the most clinical of the three. Yeah, and and he plays out wide Foden. So we need to start to learn how to be more clinical with the few chances we get. Oh, definitely. But, but then, I said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but we have true. to see. We just have to see how Pep maneuvers like his ways in this coming months. And Pep will figure it out. Don't worry, guys. The 100 million signing will come through for you guys. No, I hope he gets into it. I'm ready to sell him. I'm ready I, to like sell him. I hope he gets an ACL so he can be out for one year so we don't have to play him. He is terrible. He's terrible. Yeah, he is terrible. He's terrible. I don't know if he hasn't matched with the style of play because, no. He's the total opposite of what a city player is. Uh, it's just that simple. It's the total opposite. But Pep frustrates me. He always goes for slow wingers. He always goes for slow wingers. Why not go for pacey wingers? Same as him is pacey. Go for same as him. He always goes for... Look, look at Mares. Yeah. He wanted Sanchez. He got Grealish. They're all slow. Mm. All, why are they going to do on a counter-attack when you play Liverpool? Yeah. When you play Chelsea? Nothing. They're going to have to turn back with the ball. Why? Because they're slow. Yeah. They're going to... When the brain has the ball and he looks up, he's not going to see any of them because they're right here next to him. <laughs> That's how slow they are. Slow. But I'm glad also we didn't get Sancho because when you see some of his stats... 
in United, it's not it's not that well. I think it's more with the manager. I think as you guys or Liverpool Garden Central, he'd be performing. But shouldn't like a player in his calibre, the amount of fixture he's played, no assists, no goals. Sometimes it's, it's difficult when you, you you know you're not getting the the kind of number one instructions, and when 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 the team's vibrations are off, it affects everyone. Yeah, it affects everyone because you'll have, for example, there was a point uh, during uh, uh, who's this Lampard's reign where Kante uh, was on the bench. Yeah, and then Tuchel came in and Kante was back at his best. True. So I think with Sancho, as as soon as Oli leaves, you you will see the best of Jaden Sancho. We'll have to see. Let's move on to Chelsea and Brentford. Well, Chelsea went to Brentford and, yeah, Brentford gave them something to and think I, about. I didn't even watch that. I was actually watching the highlights when Kwasi yeah. told me that he's outside and is it to come fetch me to, so we could get here. So I didn't even watch that game. But I just saw one one big uh, post, uh, you're not going to like this, that Lukaku hasn't scored in like six games. He hasn't scored in six games. What's happening with your baby boo? I, I don't think know. you should tell us. I have no idea. But I feel like... Defenders know how to mark him. Just like he has a Maris problem. <laughs> so so soon. With Lukaku, he has he has his back against the defender. So the mm. ball will come in and he'll know where, where the ball is going, right? Back mm. against the defender. He knows where the box is, but he's so predictable that they mark him. He's not able to actually make those runs go in between. They know him. He's un- he's predictable. He's predictable. You know when Lukaku is about to get a ball, he's going to turn his back against you mm. and move. I, I think that's going to be a problem for him because he had something to prove. We all thought that Lukaku coming here, he'd be on fire because yeah. he came back a beast. Yeah. He was already a beast, but when he came, this, this Lukaku 2.0 was just something yeah. else because we saw you can, we don't know Lukaku. He's strong, he's powerful, he can run, he can dribble, mm. he can score headers. So we, we all thought coming into the season, Lukaku would probably be yeah. uh, one or, or number two in terms of top goal scorers. So with regards to what's happening now, uh, it's, it's a very good question. It so is. I can't talk much about the game, but I want I do know having played Brentford as well as Liverpool, Brentford don't play. They, they don't they, play. They're here to stay in the league. Yeah. The thing is, Lukaku at uh, Inter was mobile. He was moving around. He wasn't staying in one position. One position. Yeah. Now yeah, Chelsea is in one position. one position. And because he was playing with Martinez, so exactly. it helps to interchange. Yeah. So he needs to get an understanding with Werner or Havertz, whoever's gonna start with, right? So so that they can move around together and be mobile together so that he's not easy to mark. You look at Harry Kane, he's big, same structures, but he's slower. Yeah. And yet he moves around Harry Kane. True. He doesn't stay in one position. Lukaku needs to learn. I think it's the coach's instructions. He told Lukaku, stay right there. Exactly. So that uh, Werner can play off you. I think that's the coach's instructions why he's playing like that. So is Tutu persisting with Werner and Lukaku together? Yeah. Maybe that's a question. What's one, one moment, it's, it's, it's Lukaku, Harvard's amounts. Then it's Ziyech, now it's Werner. So I think, yeah, Tuchel's still trying to figure out yeah. what's his best uh, front three. He's also, he's also what's missing. And he can play around Lukaku. too, yeah. But he has Kovacic and Kante, those two are our courses. He can play Ziyech and Mount behind Werner and Lukaku and tell Ziyech and Mount to assist and create for them in the midfield. Yeah. And then tell the two wingbacks, Alonso or Chilwell and James when he comes back. Yeah. Just cause. Because one thing I noticed, Alonso and children, they also want to attack and go score. Instead of just supplying for Lukaku. Yeah. They want to get in the box. They want to score. 
He had a great goal to lose this weekend. He, he scored a great goal. goal. And with that, let's talk about that goal. He was totally unmarked. But he's a wingback. He was totally unmarked. He was like, he called for the ball. like, hey, I'm empty. Nobody's when, here. When you, when you do play with wingbacks, they always find themselves in those situations. I, I understand, right? I understand. But then, if you look at uh, Chilwell, where his starting position was, right next to Lukaku's. Yeah. Normally, it's right here by the side. Right next to Lukaku. On the end of the box. Yeah, he was right next to Lukaku. Yeah, right he was right next here. to him, yeah. So he was playing like a second or third striker. Mm. That's our social price. Okay, no. Congrats to him, he scored a great goal. But the first thing on his mind should be supplying for Lukaku, crossing for Lukaku. Yeah. Why is he in the box right next to Lukaku like this? That's where Werner should be, not him. So that, that, that shocked me, that surprised me, took me back a bit. That's a problem with Chelsea's left wing backs. Yeah. They want to get in the box and score. I think as well, the 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 the, the three five two or or three four three formation. So he's played three centre backs at the back. At some point they'll figure you out, and then you're gonna struggle. But it's not something you can play with all the he time. He played a, a strange formation, a six one one. Six one one. Yeah. Are you are you? Are yeah. You he played a six one one. Six at the back. Yeah. I'm looking Brentford. at the stats. I'm looking at the like stats. Every position. Brentford played a 3-3-2. Am I, am I, am I blind? Because I'm not wearing my glasses. Yeah, maybe. Let, let, no, it's a 6-1-1. It's written 6-1-1. It's a 6 one one formation. Okay. And so you played a 6-1-1. No, no, there's something wrong with this website. No. You can't because that leads up to eight players in the field. No, but then, then you get like a more feel of how like Thomas the, was... Forming his place. Yeah, like the average position. Was exactly. That, that makes more sense. Then coming, then coming forward. But then six across the field. No. It was probably maybe a curve six. I don't know. But like, then it's a six one one. That's what the website is telling. Why is going to shoot? He's like, probably like trying said, to. It's, well, when, to, when you when you play, something. there's only one manager on this planet that can play. With three at the back, but at the same time, there's no longevity in it. That's why Conte will come for two years gone because there's no longevity with three at the back. Yeah, there's no longevity there. You can't play three at the back for three full seasons and perform. At some point, you get found out. That's what's happening with Chelsea. We'll see in the later stages of the of the season that now they they're struggling to win games. They're losing because that three at the back. Yeah, it's it's not a long term solution. But then again, they were playing with the a Brentford squad, attacking young boys, running. Not not taking any prisoners, so he had to put in a more defensive side. Why you are a top team? They can't handle being pressed. You see, I remember you guys pressed them when you beat them. Yeah, as well as us in the in the in the latter parts of our game in the first half, where we were all over them. They can't handle being pressed. That's one thing Tuchel is still gonna struggle with. I think that's why he also got players like Saoni Guez. Because they can't handle being pressed. Yeah. And look at this. The stats saying they had the most position, 57%. Uh, Brantford, 40, uh, 43, right? Shots on goal. Brantford had more than Chelsea with seven. And shots on target, Brantford had 22. Chelsea had eight. That's Chelsea leading the table and playing, a, playing like this against Brantford. Which is scary. And that's why I think that they won't be up there. They won't be. And Chelsea, and, and City. They won't. One more thing, they're going to play a double cup right now. They have Carabao Cup 2, 
They have um, Champions League as well. They're gonna fall off very soon. They will. They will. I don't see them winning. I don't see them winning. Probably they will finish third on the table, but them winning the the, the, the trophy this season is not gonna happen. And also remember, even when Tucho came in last season, it was based on defense first, attack later. Mm. They almost fell out of the Champions League places. Remember? Yeah. In the one-off games, they'll beat you because they're very good defensively. But over ten games, you'll have more points than them Mm. because it's defend first, attack later. And even when in, in the last game of the season they couldn't beat Aston Villa, you need to win this game to get into the, the Champions League. They failed to do that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, like I said, he got found out too. He's now realizing how good the, the, the Premier League is. Yeah. And yes. with, with this, and I keep saying with this three at the back, he's not gonna compete. Yeah. He can't compete with that three at the back of his. And he it's has to go back to four defenders. It's a person because he's a attack minded coach mm. too. Why is he yeah. coming in such a defensive structure now? I think he's scared mm. of the Premier League. Because at Dortmund we knew, at PSG we knew, suddenly he's not defending all the time. Because we understood it last season because he just came in. But he's still being defense first, attack mm. later. Which is sure. still surprising. But they will occupy the first position in the next couple of three weeks because their next fixtures against like small teams. So they face uh, Norwich City next. And then yeah, they go to Newcastle, and then they go to Ban- uh, Burnley. Or Burnley comes to Chelsea, and then Leicester. Okay, when that that's where they can maybe drop a point against Leicester. Yeah, and then they I have think to face fall out in December. United, yeah. With that frenzy of 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 a month. Yeah, I think they'll fall out in December. Because Tuchel, he might rotate, and he's gonna have to because it's Champions League and Premier League and Cup games all in one month. I think you play like ten games in December in the yeah. if you're playing in the Premier League. They're gonna fall off. Now you add Carabao Cup, you add Champions League, you add Carabao Cup too mm. as well. They're gonna fall off. And there's a new format in the Carabao Cup, so I think they'll be playing more games. You yeah. guys also gonna be there, right? City. Yeah. It's the semi-finalists of the Champions League because the Club World Cup now. City's gonna go back in the World Cup. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I heard because they said they changed the format. Finally, I was up four teams in the Champions League go to the Club World Cup. Let's I stand to be corrected, guys. Though. <laughs> we can Google it. Yeah, let's 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 just make sure. Cause that's what I heard last in that the, with the new format. Yeah. It's like that, is it? No, Google is still searching. Oh. <laughs> you guys are so excited. Yo, this is the first so excited. It's the first time going to the club. First time ever. This they're just making sure that I'm not playing with them. You can't be playing like this on a Monday. You can't be playing like this on a Monday. Don't worry, Peter will knock you out with his Allah. Preston Tower's gonna score a streamer. There we go. Alrighty, let's move on to the, the one from yesterday, Sunday fixture Newcastle and Spurs. Newcastle coming in with new management. Not the desired or expected result, but. They played well, hey. They Especially played well. in the beginning. And St. Maximin, he, he played as if. Actually, the owners were there watching him. So he was yeah. like, guys. Don't sell me. I'm securing my place. And, and, and I, I wanted to secure a bigger pay, yeah. uh, pay rise. I think that's what he was playing for. Yeah, definitely. They played very well in the beginning. I think, as expected, they weren't going to be able to keep that up for the whole game. With, 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 the, with the intensity and the high and the, and the emotions that, 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 that uh, preceded the game, they were never going to be able to cope with it throughout the whole 90. But they still played very well. Uh, I think the future's bright now because it's sort of... Like the news of getting the new owners, it gave them impetus to now start attacking more. And uh, Saint Maximin was was in devastating form. 
He needs to leave. He costs us a maximum. He needs to leave. Maybe come to just come, come to city. Yeah, come to city. <laughs> Liverpool also city. wants him. I heard Liverpool fans want him. Like my cousin was like, we need something in Liverpool. We can use with a striker like him. I think a fan of every top team right now wants yeah. him in the team. Yeah. He's that good. He's raw talent. Saint Maxim. Now, if you give him a coach that knows what he's doing with the team, he can turn him into a world-class player. Yeah. Saint Maxim. And he'll be attacking more often than more than defending, which he which he's forced to do at Newcastle. Exactly. But I don't think they'll let him go. He, I, they're gonna build that that team around him. The thing is, okay, the, the money is here, right? But they now have to implement. Uh, ideas, strategies. They have to come with a development plan. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna get a good team just one year, two years, three years. So Maximum is young, yes, but it's gonna take time. Look at City when the the owners before Mansu came. Yeah. How they messed things up. They just bought players and things just went south. And then Luckily, Sheikh Mansour came in and brought guys who knew what they were doing. Yeah. People who had a plan. People who knew how to grow a club. And it took us, what, six years? Four, four, four five years? Four, five. Wasn't it? To four, get it right, four, yeah. Yeah, to get it right and win our first Premier League. Yeah. So it's going to take Newcastle time. It's going to take time. So it's very unrealistic for you to say, well, we just got new money and we're going to take the deep uh, come next season, which is very, um, it's unlikely. But again, as you said, Sandwiti, they actually played well. I mean, they opened the scoring in the like first two minutes, yeah, that right? Was, that was a FIFA type goal. That was a beautiful goal. Beautiful. Exactly. And now, the thing that we were saying when it comes to like clubs getting new ownership is that invest, invest in the club. Never mind changing a lot of things like the system, the manager. Well, the manager is another topic on its own. But invest in the squad, invest in defense. Because again, the defense, it fell. That's yeah. why Spurs were able to score three goals at the end of the day. Yeah, in the end, they got found out because. Uh, as good as they show that they can't be attack-wise, they just can't defend. That's why they're in the relegation zone, because exactly. they can't defend to save their lives. And being a team like Newcastle, you obviously know we have to defend first and then attack later. Mm. But they can't even get that right. So obviously now, that's why Steve Bruce is under so much pressure. And I think that's the first thing they're going to have to fix. It's to fix the defense mm-hmm. and then fix the, the spine leading up to the striker. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, talking about Steve Bruce, like to actually release him from his contract will cost Newcastle eight million, which is no brainer for them or no, not a lot of money for the new management. But is it wise for like the new management or the fans to just pressure him and his exit to the club this quick? I mean, you look at the performances now. Already, he's underperforming. Yeah. Why? Why keep him? Mm. You keep him for 10 more games and the teams above you, they start to stretch mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the gap between you and them. So why keep him now? He's already struggling. Let him go. And they're they, they really... They, they, outside of the new owners, they, they could go down. That's the thing. And the owners do not want that. That's exactly. the last thing they want. It's a, it's a full season in the championship. Yeah. So I do not see him staying either beyond uh, January. January. But then who do you get in? That's what manager yeah. is going to actually get them out of that relegation line? Who comes in? Right now, I think the, the goal right now is to survive the Premier League. Yeah. Mm. And then I think from next season, that's when the takeover plans will begin. Yeah. But for now, it's to survive. But I think they're going to... Um, I don't know. Man. But it's, it's a funny one. Because, it's, it's, because you hear you are... You, you're, you're in the relegation zone. 
you're going into this club seeing that these guys could actually get relegated. Yeah. So do I make the decision of getting rid of this manager and getting another manager in? And if I do, I obviously can't go and get an Antonio Conte because yeah. he's not going to be able to keep the team up. So is it, are they going to get a manager for that season? Just keep us up, then you get rid of you too and actually get the guy we really want. Mm. They've got decisions to make. The question is who's available right now as, as a manager that. who has mm. experience of being teams out of the relegation zone? Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he failed last season with West Brom. Yeah, but you, you saw that with Brom teams. So you understand, it was his first time actually getting relegated. Yeah, in his career. But is it possible for them to get out of that zone? It is. Yeah, it is. The, the, the team is good enough to get out. To get out. The attack yeah, the team is good enough. The attack is there. Yeah, you have Almiron, you have Wilson, you have Submarine. Who else? Jolinson is playing better this season. Exactly. They've got uh, with Joe Willock as well. The team is good enough. The question is that the defense is good enough, actually. Yeah. And the way they defend. Not just the defense, the way they defend too. Mm-hmm. You saw against Menu, right? When CR7 scored that goal, he's the, the, the foot of goal. There was four or five guys in front of him, but he still managed to run through and score. Mm-hmm. That's poor defense, man. One guy has to tell someone, go close him down. Don't let him run out like that. Take a tactical foul. Yeah. Now they all watched him run through and score. The way they defend is terrible. Definitely, and I'm looking at the standing now. They're currently sitting on 19. And just looking at some of the teams that can actually fill that spot for Newcastle, you're seeing the likes of Leeds, because Leeds are not having a, a good season. Yeah, second season syndrome. Yeah, so they can. It's actually possible. Now, Paul has to go, because you look at Leeds, they are on six points, Newcastle three points, mm. right? And then Watford seven, they have a new coach in, he might start winning. Yeah. Southampton, Hasselhutton might win as well. Palace, Vieira as a good team too. Yeah. Arsenal is definitely gonna, not going to stay 16th. Mm. And they're on 10 points, 7 points away. So the teams above them might actually get a few points and yeah. move on up the table. While they stay there. It's a trick one. Hey, like, who's at the post? Who's in change of place? Uh, Norwich. Okay, Norwich is going down. Watford's um, going down. It's that last position. Because Newcastle could actually find them in that position if they're not careful. When you might go down as well, they are 18 mm. on three That's points. when always finds a way. But at the end, you get found out. Yeah, at some point. Because they never spend any money. But also, like, like, like the likes of uh, Brighton. Brighton is not going to stay uh, in the Brighton fourth position. Is fighting for, for 10th place now. Yeah, they're in the top 10. Yeah. That season. Yeah, that, that right there is confirmed. I think it's going to be Newcastle and Southampton, maybe. Because they lost place as well, Southampton. Southampton are currently sitting, sitting on 15. Why is going with Hassan Hutton this season? They're not giving him money. Just, I mean, they sold Vestergaard as well. I mean, Ings was out, they and they couldn't Bertrand. find another. Yeah, and they lost Bertrand mm-hmm. as well. They lost Bertrand, Ings, Vestergaard, who else? Minamino. Yeah. But I think the most important players they lost, it's the, it's the captain, the left-back, the centre-back, Vestergaard, and the goal-scorer, Danny Ings. Bertrand as well left, right? Yeah, I went to Leicester. Yeah, they lost a few plays. Yeah. So Southampton's also in trouble. Big, big, big. They problem. are, but then I don't see them in, like... Finishing like below 15th. You want to bet on that? I, I can put my money. She's betting now, guys. I can put my money on that. But we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have, we'll to, have see. to see. We'll have to see. I think that's it for today. That was fun. I think we've covered 
flowers for all the fixtures worth talking about. And yeah, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for having us. Definitely. Chat to you guys next time on the next edition of Solid Talk Sports. It's bye for now.